You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Hello there, Star Wars fans. Welcome back to the latest episode of Flying Casual. I am your host, Michael Canterbury, here with me tonight, or this morning, or whenever you're listening to us. I've got Holly Walton here at the table. Holly, how you doing? I'm good, Michael. How are you? I'm trying to perk you up. I, I don't know. The, the, the Michelob Pure Gold Ultras aren't doing it, so I maybe that's a downer. I don't know. It is a downer. It is a In downer. In fact, alcohol is a downer. True. I just realized yeah. when I when these podcasts start, I yes. probably look like a crazy person because oh. I'm always smiling. But it's because it's sometimes it's awkward to do the intro, and then so I'm just awkward <laughs> or I'm funny. I mean, maybe it's that's funny. Yeah, thank you. That's a a backhanded compliment. I think I, it's, it's awkward. It's a compliment, sure. But then I like always look like a fool because I'm well, like I'm like. <laughs> we'll let the YouTube fans determine whether you look like a fool. Uh, <laughs> Poll tonight, does Holly look like a fool, yes or no? <laughs> Be nice. You know who actually always laughs at my jokes? Mr. Luke Elder. Luke, how you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm the laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> Misa, I don't have a laugh track. We should put one on the roadcaster. That's actually a great Hello, idea. Boy, oh. Hello, boy. Wisa <laughs> uh, going home. That's what we were saying earlier before we started recording, guys. Hey, isn't guys, that the yeah. name of the new Spider-Man movie that's coming out? It's actually No Way Home. But oh, shoot. We said going home. <laughs> yeah, they should consider a rewrite. But how did no one come up with that? I that's, just No, did. I mean, that's genius. But everyone was coming up with Spider-Man uh, speculating the title. They knew Home was going to be in it. I liked Homeward Bound. I thought that was pretty funny. But Homeward Bound's not a funny but, movie. Is a very sad movie. It's a very sad movie. Boy, that's a good one. But though. they all make it home. Is that on Disney Plus? If it's not, yes. it should be. Well, we're gonna watch it because that, yeah, that's a, that's a great movie. But how? I mean, Wisa going home. How was Luke? I, I mean, how is that not the title? It's gold. I mean, we'll we'll have to make our own movie with that title. I guess if there isn't one yet. Luke's like, guys, I have no idea what you're talking about. Cause I'm not really invested in the Marvel universe, but we're getting them there. Holly slowly, but surely Luke is working his way. I don't think it's into us. Marvel. I think it's his wife. Who's getting, it in sounds there. like the missus phrasing indeed really thread that needle in there trying to get him invested in 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 the marvel universe guys and it started with uh it's wandavision everyone's talking about wandavision right now uh we are too um but uh, i mean this is a star wars podcast but but the conversation surrounding wandavision right now is a fascinating one um and and it, it relates you know to fandom and expectations and and reaction to 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 Marvel products, and, and it's it's a similar story to what we see in Star Wars. I, I see them as very relatable, not just because they're Disney properties, but but what but what happens and what the conversation is right now. It's it's very similar to what we've seen in Star Wars, you know, circa 2017 and on, 2018 and on. Um, so we're going to be talking about, guys, speculation tonight. Uh, there is going to be some speculation, so I do not want to, Holly, sound like a hypocrite here when we talk about speculating and speculating responsibly um, and then go and just, you know, rampantly speculate um, and seem like we're some authorities on Star Wars. That's definitely not what we want to do here, right? We are not the authorities on Star Wars. Absolutely not. Just just fans here, guys. So uh, yeah, we're, don't let them... Don't, don't let the man get you down. Yeah, don't, don't let Bob Iger get you down. Or Mike Canterbury. I, or I, Kathleen Kennedy. Or, yeah, who, I mean, 
Throw, I'm throwing myself up there with some big names. Yeah, you sure are. I, I was just <laughs> gatekeeping. I was just being an authority. That's my bad. Whoa. No Sorry. gatekeeping on this podcast. Well, here's here's the thing, guys. So we're talking about, uh, um, I, I mentioned WandaVision and that, and that discussion. And it stems around this article um, that Collider released. Um, so I actually released that to the Facebook group. And I said, guys, you know, I enjoyed reading this. What did you think? You know, I got some mixed reactions from the group. Some, you know. It resonated with them, and some it didn't. Um, and I had these guys here read it as well. So on the back end of the podcast, we're going to talk about that discussion um, and speculating and, and why we need to be careful with it um, and all that good stuff uh, and, and, and that's happening right now in, in the Marvel discussion. But I'm going to thread it back into Star Wars first. We're going to tap in to the Holonet here for a bit of news, a bit of it's uh, well, let's call it rumor now, because until Lucasfilm or Star Wars comes out and says, absolutely, this individual has been cast in this series. You always got to throw a rumor, you know, a little, little disclaimer out there. Um, but we do have deadline. Holly, I, I of all places, you know, deadline. I, I feel like there's some credit there behind this name. Uh, these scoopers, whatever you want to call them. Scoopers. Uh, been, been dropping uh, entertainment scoops and Hollywood scoops since 2006. So, I mean, a, a somewhat credited source, right? Sure. Not wrong. It's not just like Joe Schmo saying, hey, like, I heard, you know, you and McGregor's playing Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, yeah, well, he is. Yeah, you can't trust Joe Schmo. Though. Can't he trust Joe Schmo, bastard. Um, but Deadline, guys, uh, reporting a, a casting for the Obi-Wan series. And, uh, uh, Luke, I didn't know what to make too much of this uh, at first until until I talked to you. Um, Holly, remind me of, it's Var, uh, Indira Varma. Did I pronounce that correctly? Indira Varma. Uh, you may know her from Game of Thrones or the hit television series Rome um, and maybe some smaller works. Um, I mean, she may have been in the Canterbury Tales. I'm seeing an IMBD credit there. Um, no relation. Uh, I don't know. Maybe my family wrote uh, them. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but guys, we're we're hearing, uh, you know, deadlines say that this 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 actress is going to be um, appearing in Obi Wan Kenobi, the television series on Disney Plus. Luke, it's 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 fascinating to me. I mean, we hear this often. We heard this with. The Mandalorian, we're hearing it with the Ahsoka show. There, there's, there's, there's always rumors. There's always, you know, scoops. There's always, you know, th- this type of speculation going on or fan casting even going on in, in Star Wars. But this one kind of struck me because all we've heard from Obi-Wan Kenobi is that Ewan McGregor's back and Hayden Christensen's back. And then we get this drop. So immediately in my mind, and this is where guys, you gotta, you gotta throw a disclaimer. You gotta, you gotta, this is speculation. You gotta speculate responsibly. Um, and if this doesn't happen, how we, we are speculating it's going to go, you gotta, gotta just let it, you just gotta let it go. So we're going to be responsible here in doing this, but, uh, Luke, I immediately go to it. maybe it's some big character. You know, why get such a, a name drop now after hearing you McGregor and Anakin, it seems like it could be someone big. Right, so my mind is going to these characters, but really my heart says, "Chill out, Michael. It's probably a new character." But that's not fun conversation because that could be anybody. Then the fun stuff is who does it relate to, right? Um, an existing Star Wars. So I, I thought of some names, but then you and I talked on the phone the other day, and you had an epic idea, and it just sent me down a rabbit hole of how this could work. So when we talked on the phone, Luke. And you hear this casting rumor, where did your mind go? 
Well, I can't take credit for coming up with this idea. Okay. Uh, originally, I saw it briefly somewhere. I can't remember where. It may have been who. Tumblr. We're not sure. Apologies. <laughs> yeah, but I saw this notion that what what if it was Asajj Ventress? Crazy being brought into live action. You know, we have had now our first two animated to, to live over to live over animated to live crossover yeah. <laughs> character appearances in, in Mandalorian season two with Bo-Katan and Ahsoka. Um, so people were seemed to suggest, you know, why not bring Asajj has only ever been an animated character, but is, is a fabulous, fabulous character. Uh, why not bring her into live action? And uh, I thought, wow, that is awesome because I have grown to love the characters yeah. history and really tragedy, she's quite a tragic character, um, and brings this really unique perspective of, of sort of used by both sides in ways that, that are really tragic and uh, maybe has a, a good heart and good purpose deep down. So it's just a really powerful character. I'm like, why not bring a character like that in? As as likely or unlikely as it might be, it's it's a really fun idea. There there there's a lot of reasons why it makes sense, and then there's some that say it's not likely. I'm erring on the side of it makes more sense after really digging into this, and I was talking to Holly a little bit before we went on the air. Um, it just it's it's got my mind racing, Holly. When you hear Luke mentioned Asajj Ventress. Are you excited for some more Asajj content? I mean, obviously. Now, I mean, let's say, once again, disclaimer, this is not fact. This is not canon. This is just, just some fans, you know, speculating. Well, I was thinking that if she doesn't show up as Asajj, I'm yeah. probably going to boycott the Obi-Wan show. <laughs> That's fair. That's <laughs> but fair. no, I, I would be thrilled to see her in the show regardless of what role yeah. she plays. Yeah. And if she happened to play Asajj, yeah. that would be even better. Yeah. But I just think, I, I don't know. I just think she, you know, some people you're like, that would be a great actor for Star Wars. Yeah. Some people just have that aura yeah. where they have to be in Star Wars. Yeah. At least I think so. Yeah. And I think she's one of those characters. And I think that there are a lot of reasons why Asajj would make sense for her to play that character. Yeah. I, I don't know what you guys think about the likelihood of Asajj coming into this show, considering yeah. what happens in Dark Disciple. Yeah. But, I mean, if that's the case, sign me up. There's things you'd have to work out here, magical things. Well. We love magic. And well, I don't know. we should say, spoiler alert. Oh, boy. For people who want to read Dark Disciple yes. and haven't yet, we're going to... Spoil that in this discussion. You're absolutely right. Luke, I wish I had the air horn here because I meant to give a disclaimer there that there was gonna be some spoilers. I'm so glad you stopped me. You're absolutely I was it was on the tip of my tongue. So you're right, guys. If you have not read Dark Disciple, um, and that's something that you want to do, you probably don't want to listen to this podcast for the next 45 minutes, let's be honest. Um, you come back to it at a later time. You know, and I'm sure this book has been around for a while now. It may have already been spoiled for you, but in the end of this book, Asajj Ventress meets her, her doom, right? So we think, okay? And that's, that's one hurdle that, that Lucasfilm is going to have to get over. But let me say something. 
Star Wars is known to bring characters back from the dead. So, also, I mean, <laughs> this is not unlike Star Wars, Holly. No one's ever really gone. That's that's the first thing that popped in my mind after Luke and I talked about this. That is, it's a staple of Star Wars. No one's no one's ever really gone. Right. Luke Skywalker himself said it. You know, we have people coming back all the time. So why not, especially in this world of magic? And immediately, I got to thinking. I was talking to Luke. Well, how she, I, it's been so long since I read the book. How did she die? I had Holly pull the book back up. And Holly, I, some sort of witchcraft you pulled, you just opened the book right to the page that we needed. I don't know what kind of sorcery that was. It wasn't <laughs> dog-eared. I don't know how you did it. I don't either. That was pretty cool. It was fantastic. Some skills. So we've all read the book here, but the, the, the details of that ending are kind of fuzzy for me, Holly. But if you wouldn't mind refreshing us, we'll, we'll start here with the big hurdle of, like, if this character is dead, how possibly at this time period? Because this is, this is before where we're set in Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? This is many years before. So... That's the big hurdle that we need to get over. So let's, Holly, let's read that passage there of, of her, maybe not her death, but but what happens soon after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're assuming that if you've gotten this far into discussion, yeah. you've either already read Dark Disciple or That's you right. have some idea of who Asajj Ventress is. That's right. If you don't, she was an ex-Sith acolyte. Jedi Padawan. Night like, sister. The freaking bounty hunter. She's been everything Bad in Star ass. Wars. Yeah. Um, she's done all. Yeah. Yep. Um, so at the end of Dark Disciple, yeah. she dies. Yep. And we talk about that in our book club discussion. So if you want to listen Great to that, book club discussion. check it yeah. out. Nice plug, um, Holly. Nice thank work. you. Thank you very much. But so I'm going to kind of skip around yeah. because we know what happens. Um, so she's dying. So here she is in Quinlan Voss's arms mm. dying. Um, so she... He's begging her not to. Yeah. And she says, I have to, Quinlan. It's my time now. My sisters are waiting. Come on. And then she says, you must let me go, my love. It's the Jedi way. Mm-hmm. And then she was gone. Yeah. Fast forward to a few months later. Quinlan Voss also Jedi, like, part of the council. Like, we need to we need to make reference to that as well. So they're working together in this moment. He's gone dark. He's back. He's dark. He's back. Flip-flopping like mm-hmm. Mitt Romney in 2004. Whoa. Go ahead. Um, so a few months after she dies in his arms, Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's kind of babysitting Quinlan to make sure Quinlan doesn't, like, go back to the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow they get to go back to Dathomir, which we know is where the Night Sisters are from. And he wants to drop her back at the pool. Mm. Um, there's a pool where the Night Sisters kind of go through some trials yeah. to get their powers and prove themselves. So he knew that was very important to her. Mm-hmm. So a few to months be laid later, to rest there, right? Exactly. Yeah. So a few months later, he takes her back, and so he's at the pool with her. And he's holding her, and he says, Rest now, my love. I brought you to Dathomir. Your sisters don't have to wait any longer. You told me that you were reborn here in this pool. <laughs> I hope it's all right for me to return you to its waters. Yeah. And then he used the force. He lifted his arms as if he were holding Ventress in them. Her body rose into the air in response. Mm. Voss bore her in the force to the still dark pool and gently lowered her. Slowly, the black water closed over her, accepting her into its embrace. 
Her face was the last of her to disappear, pale and bearing an expression of serenity she never had known in life. He blinked. Was the water changing color? Tendrils of mist began to rise, green and glowing. Green, like the Dathomiri magics Ventress had spoken of. Green, like the water of life. Mm. Voss caught his breath. Soft susurrations reached his ears, sounding almost like... Kenobi was beside him immediately, his lightsaber unlit but in his hand. Voss, what's happening? Slowly, incredulously, Voss understood. His heart ached with bittersweet joy. Listen, was all he said. Kenobi's eyes widened. He heard it, too. Now, the whispers of women's voices. The Force had reclaimed Dathomir's wayward child. (laughs) And as Voss reached out in it to send the woman he loved a final farewell, he thought he could make out a single word. Sister. Asajj Ventress, at last, had come home. The place she was reborn. Possibly reborn again. Could the force or the magic have intervened in this moment? Maybe maybe the universe needs an unlikely hero again in Asajj Ventress. So there's this magical moment that seems to be taking place. And, 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 and Obi-Wan and, um, oh God. I lost his name. Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss. Are a little mystified as to what's going on, right? She's she's sinking. That's expected. But then there's this green mist. Mm -hmm. And he mentions it's like the the witch's magic. So the water of life was used by the Night Sisters Mm. as a healing potion. Boy. So it was water and it was flesh. Like part of this creature that lived in there called the Sleeper. Mm Mm-hmm. And so creating the water of life was that rite of passage for the Night Sisters to prove themselves, you know, I have what it takes, I can be powerful, I can use this magic, I can do this. Yeah. But I just feel like maybe that's something that I didn't even necessarily think about the first time I yeah. read the book until we're having this discussion, which is why yeah. it's fun to go back yeah. and talk about these things again with the new yeah. information that we're getting in these speculations for yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I feel like the water of life is kind of an important thing there where he's comparing it to that. It's it's making me look at that scene in a whole different light because I think, like like we mentioned before, guys, in no way, shape, or form has anyone said that this new, that this actress that's being cast is is playing this character. But when you just, you know, the idea comes across, you go to the text and you, and you see, you know what? I look at this scene very differently now before... She's being, she hears, you know, they hear her sisters calling out to her and even hears the word sister when, when she gets laid to rest and there's a screen mist. It almost just seems, you know, like a Jedi becoming one with the force. She's back with her family where she belongs in this pool. It seems like a, a, a proper burial here for her and that she finally can be at rest because that's one of the very traumatic things about uh, Asajj Ventress is she's been through a lot. And very similar to another character that we know and love, and that's Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think the two of them together have gone through more trauma and, and loss in their lives than, than anyone, really. Um, so it makes us look at that, that scene maybe a little differently. Luke, Holly read the passage to me before we went live on the air, and we both just got chills. Like, it was crazy looking at this, this moment maybe in a different light now, and we know likely it isn't. But there's some, there's some nuggets there that kind of are giving some, some, a breath of life to this, this, this speculation. 
You may be muted. Sorry, I was muted because <laughs> my, my furnace is going and the, the blower is a little loud. And you're this good. Phrase <laughs> the slow, slow to unmute. Uh, yeah, it, it it's a fun idea because the character is so great, and then you start to think about the the how and the why. Yeah. And when I was remembering the book in that ending, I was like, she she you know she goes back to that place on Dathomir that is this well yeah. of, of the Dark Sisters darker force magic and like what a what a perfect place to like you said be reborn so yeah. like, it's an easy it's an easy out for them to explain how she comes back i mean maul got cut in half yeah exactly that was what i was gonna ended say up in a, ended up in a dumpster planet and he's <laughs> survived and we all accepted and moved on with yeah. that so of course why wouldn't we accept um Asajj being reborn especially since Part of the the Night Sisters story is they do resurrect their dead to become exactly. armies and protectors of their home world. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it, it it's so easy to explain it. Um, but then I start to think of the sort of the why and how would it fit into the story because I think the most important thing when you bring in all these characters is that it doesn't become just kind of superfluous. So yeah. Look who showed up! Exactly. All of a sudden, it, it has to fit into the story in, in some way and. Owen and her have a history. Exactly. Um, through um, the Clone Wars, they've been adversaries, and then they work together exactly. in, in a great arc. Um, he basically sends Quinlan Voss to her in the Dark Disciples story, mm-hmm. and is involved with like keeping track of what Quinlan and her are up to. Um, so there's a lot of history between the two characters. Um, one thing that you know in the Dark Disciple stories that the reason they go to her is to understand more about the dark side yeah, and potentially even to harness aspects of the dark side, yeah. which the Jedi are generally unfamiliar with dangerous. So that could play into the story somehow. Obi-Wan has, uh, is dealing with a problem, whether or not it relates to Luke directly, who knows? Um, we think maybe it will since he's presumably on Tatooine at this time mm-hmm. guarding Luke. Um, but maybe there's this dark force issue and, he needs that perspective to help him figure out what to do. Yeah. And maybe he journeys to Dathomir and goes to the pool and um, maybe it's, it's not her totally reborn and like she hops in the spaceship and flies off with him, but maybe <laughs> they interact in, in a way uh, through the force or, you know, through her, being able to appear at least in that place with that magic surrounding her and giving her life. uh, And she can give him insight that he needs to then move on. Um, So there has to be some way that again, it works into the story naturally. Cause I think that's in Mandalorian season two, they brought in all these great characters that we love, but they all served a purpose in the story. And it made sense for the characters of Grogu and for Din that, they related to those characters that were brought in absolutely um, as well. So it all has to, that also fit together. Yeah, you're exactly right. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's something that I, I even mentioned in, in my post when I, when I posted that collider article, when I was talking about star Wars, like I, I love Ahsoka more than anyone. Um, I didn't necessarily feel her introduction into the Mandalorian was even necessary. I, I felt like it was really kind of shoehorned in there. And that's just my opinion. Um, I didn't really even like the entire episode. It just felt so out of place to me. Um, and I know others disagree. Um, Luke's like, no, it wasn't my favorite. 
But it just, you know, and, and My so face is melting. But you're yeah. right, Luke. Like it has to, it has to, it has to mean there has to be a purpose behind it. And I, I, I think you know, uh, not knowing the story like it, it is one thing, but they're so there's such relatable characters to me that it makes sense, right? Like Luke said, in all their interactions, they've been adversaries, they've been allies, they've actually probably been allies more than they've been adversaries. Um, and, and both have this past that is just brutal. They, they both have, have gone through a lot, and they both have experienced the loss of, of ones that they loved, right? By the hands of, like, people they despised. Both lost masters. Yeah, exactly. In front of their eyes, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, Obi-Wan losing Satine by the hands of Maul, like, it's, it, which is seemingly, like, his arch nemesis, which, you know, we, we, we know it's kind of Vader, but... But Maul and him have this history, and then and then uh, Asajj as well losing to Dooku. You know her, the, her former master betrayed, lost. She lost Quinlan Vos, the the one she's just beginning to learn to love. Maybe someone that she can share a future with and have a purpose. Because I feel like she she's done so many things in her life. She she doesn't she hasn't found her purpose, and maybe her life was was cut too soon. Um, so have... it, it seems like they're they're relatable. Holly, yeah, get in there. Okay, phrasing by the way. This is just wild speculation. Encouraged. But if Asajj Ventress happens to find her way into the Obi-Wan show, is there any way that we would get a Quinlan Voss cameo? Um, I don't know. I mean, so, so people are talking about flashbacks. Uh, it could be something well, like that. Well, so every... Del Rey has told us that every little detail... This is why people speculate yeah. so wildly. Yeah. Every little detail has a purpose. Yeah. In Charles Soule's Darth Vader comics that just came out, mm-hmm. he confirms that Quinlan Voss survived Order 66. Okay. I mean, is it possible yeah. that she would be searching for him, come across Obi-Wan, think that Obi-Wan Could. might know yeah. the locations, and then Obi-Wan and her would have, like we just discussed, yeah. some other kind of purpose... It absolutely could. I, I, I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. I think it, it makes more sense to me to bring in more familiar faces in an Obi-Wan Kenobi limited series yeah. than it does a Mandalorian series. Yeah. Because with the Mandalorian, we start out with all these new characters. I'm like, this is fantastic. And then, boy, we are really bringing in Bo-Katan and like Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker. And like that's, that, to me, was a little jarring. I enjoyed the hell out of season two. But it was a little jarring when you're dealing with an, an Obi-Wan Kenobi and you're bringing back the, the you know, uh, Ewan McGregor and, 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 and Hayden Christensen. Yeah. It makes more sense to have familiar faces playing with them. So if you are and whether, you know, I, I get that we haven't seen a live action. Well, technically in the Phantom Menace, we've seen a Mentis. The Phantom Menace, we Phantom Menace. There I go. I've been on Twitter too much. The Phantom Menace. One of those. Uh, we did see a Quinlan Voss in the background. So technically, a live action Quinlan has has been done. But I, I think it makes sense to do that there. Am I wrong, Holly? I I don't think so. I don't think yeah. you're wrong, Luke. What do you What do you think? Is it Is it and you know, are we? Am I being a hypocrite here, or does it? You know, if you're having familiar faces from these prequels, that if you surround them with with you know people they've you know had interactions with in the Clone Wars, it it, it makes quite a bit of sense, right? 
in the terms of the the general canon and in fandom, I think Quinlan Boss is a much lesser character overall. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a lot less likely that if you're going to pull somebody in, you pull in somebody as peripheral as, as he is. He, he's a great character if you've read Dark Disciple, but that's probably yeah a minority of of the potential Star Wars fans out there for sure. And he's in I think two episodes of the Clone Wars in yep. total. Yep. Um, he's not not counting these Dark Disciple stories, which would have been Clone Wars episodes had the series not been canceled and then later resurrected. But that's a whole other thing. Um, so I think Quinlan is more of a stretch. As, it, as soon as you start talking about Asajj, then obviously Quinlan's going to come up because we're such fans of, of Dark Disciple, and that's yeah. um, their relationship is is the, the whole book basically. Uh, so I see where we, we have to touch on the discussion and it makes sense to, for me, it's, it's a little bit maybe too far afield for the general fandom. I think there's a lot more people who've watched Clone Wars and are familiar with Asajj in that way uh, than are really down with Quinlan Boss, so to speak. So yeah. uh, I think it's, it's, it's more unlikely. And I'll, <laughs> I'll throw something out there real quick. Um, Earlier you said, you know, whenever these casting things come up and we, and we start to think who could who could they be playing, it's obviously way more fun and we have made way more ideas yeah. about existing characters and that's kind of the intriguing way to think about it. Um, and it's hard for us to say who they could be as a new character because we have no idea really where to go with that. But I, I have an intriguing an intriguing thought there. Come on. What if it's... What if she's playing a Tusken Raider <laughs> who Obi-Wan... Seduces into taking off her mask. Yeah, and they become lovers. I mean, <laughs> the fiery sands of Tatooine. I think anything's possible. You know, things can get a little the, toasty. You know, they're the on funny. The, the, the funny thing there is too. Her character in Game of Thrones is Ilaria Sand. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. They were called Sand People in 1977. That's right. You're absolutely but, right. No, all kidding aside about him seducing a, a Tuscan Raider um, and getting her to take <laughs> off her, her mask and everything. Um, I think it would be cool if he was a Tuscan Raider yeah. that he maybe uh, captures or something in a, in a, in a battle and a dispute that arises with them. And then he learns more about them and through her, um, we've never seen an unmasked Tuscan Raider. You know? Yeah. It's an interesting idea, but that's the only like other, speculation i have to author offer other than Sash. well i think you can bring them both yeah go ahead Holly. well i was gonna say i mean okay so if we're getting away from Asajj for a second i was gonna continue it oh, okay it, let's continue it and then i'll say my piece well i was just gonna say bring them together maybe i feel like Asajj has a reason to go into hiding let's say she did come back oh my how can i show my face like i don't know the state of the Republic right now. I, I, she will likely not have much of an idea of what's going on. I feel like her and Obi-Wan could be in very similar circumstances, you know, maybe trying to lay low. And, and that's why I feel like it could be, they could be unlikely allies that really could, you know, benefit from meeting up again. If, if she actually were to come back and, you know, maybe she is hiding out. Maybe she's hiding as a Tuscan Raider. I don't know. That'd be his, I mean, I wouldn't want to, you know, you know, belittle the Tuscan Raider heritage and all that. But if someone were hiding out among, you know, the Tuscan Raiders and yeah, I'm sure, you know, Din Jaren did at some point, right? I mean, you don't, you don't become that accustomed to, to their culture without hanging right. out with them for a while. Yeah, that's true. But okay, Holly, let's take it away then from, from, from Asajj for a second. Well, I was going to say, 
this is a, a very different direction. Okay, come on. I think that we know in these new Disney Plus shows that are coming out, even if they're like limited series, they're starting to try to lay the groundwork for to see how people receive these characters and see how people are going to respond to other shows that might come about with the new characters that are being introduced. Yeah. Would it be possible that we find out that she could be playing another Jedi who survived Order 66? Yeah. I mean, I feel like people are looking for Obi-Wan, and there are a lot of Jedi who are just kind of out there lost, and they don't know what to do. Yeah, And I mean, there is a resistance that's starting to be built, or a rebellion. I I don't know. I just feel like... It's possible, and it might be kind of nice to learn about some other Jedi who mm-hmm. have survived this, because we know in the sequels there are many children who are force sensitive. Did yeah. they just were they born force sensitive? Did they come from parents who were force sensitive? And if that's the case, then it's possible that they could be, you know, children of Jedi who had survived Order sixty six, or children of children who maybe got away and survived order 66. If it yeah. could have happened to Grogu, then it could have happened to other children. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe it does open the door for a lot of other possibilities that would be really cool to see. Yeah. And that's, I, and that is where we need to, you know, bring ourselves down to, uh, to the ground and say, it, she likely is playing a new character and that's okay. And, and I'm excited if it is some force sensitive, fantastic. If she's just some pistol wielding, you know, you know, scum of the earth, whatever, <laughs> and and Obi Wan runs into her, or she's a Cad Bane sidekick, whatever. I mean, or, sure, you know, cool. She got to turn back to a life of crime. Who knows? I, yeah, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta make ends <laughs> meet. I mean, probably. I um, yeah, I don't know. I would be excited for any of that, but still, I mean, the the idea of having her play Asajj really just, it would make me very happy. And if you guys have been listening for a long time, you know that my night sister obsession started when I was playing Fallen Order. And then we learned that there is another witch who's still alive and living on Dathomir and grieving at all of her sisters being Mm -hmm. lost, but still trying to, as Luke touched on earlier, I mean, they would bring their sisters back from the dead and they would help them protect Dathomir, and that's a big part of, you know, the uh, Night Witch's culture, Dathomirian culture, if you will. Yeah. Or at least from, you know, what we know. And yeah. I just was like, give me more. Give and, me more of this. And w- we know that the Empire and obviously Palpatine can feel threatened by them. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, as far out as this seems, it could make a whole hell of a lot of sense to bring, you know, a character like this in, into this live action show. I just and boy, what a what an introduction to live action night sistery, Holly. I, I mean, I, that was not how I thought it was gonna go. But if we're gonna see Asajj Ventures come back and that's the first night sister in live action we're gonna see, I'm so down for it. I think that'd be fantastic. I was hoping for a Marin, but you know what? I I would be down. Um I'm still hoping for a Marin. Me too. I just like she was one of one of my favorite Star Wars characters, yeah. like ever. Like yeah. you want to talk about characters who are resilient, 
but loyal, care so much about their family and their planet, but also understand that maybe you do have to have, you know, an unlikely group of heroes and you need to work together to like conquer this like evil. I I don't know. I just, I just think that would make for a really good storyline. I do too. I, I, it just, it makes sense to me. I, I was so glad Luke brought that up. I mean, Star Wars is a story of, you know, loss and trauma, and Obi-Wan knows that far too well, and, and to have someone to, you know, I, yeah, we know Qui-Gon's there within, you know, in this netherworld of the Force trying to keep him company, but it, it would, maybe, you know, having a witch by his side would be a pretty epic confrontation uh, with maybe some Sith Lords. I'd be down for it. Um, but it, you know, that's, that's just the fun of Star Wars guys. We, we don't take it too seriously. Obviously we know it's fiction, but you go into this, you know, you can go into things wide, you know, eyes wide open and, and be excited and, and, and be passionate about it and, and then go into the product, just open-minded, um, and get what you get. And if you don't like it, boy, you, that's, you voice your opinion yeah. and, and be critical of it and then move on, Yeah, <laughs> move on. And that's, that's what we'll do. You know, if, if we, if it's literally just you and McGregor, in a in a robe and sand on Tatooine, and he has you know one confrontation with uh, with Anakin Skywalker, and Asajj Ventress never sees the light of day in Star Wars ever again. We'll be fine. It's gonna be okay. We'll move on. It's just fun speculation, um, and, and we're not trying to take it too seriously. So I don't want to sound like a hypocrite now in transitioning to the next discussion, guys. Can, can, can we all agree that we are not hypocrites in, in doing this, speculating responsibly, and then having a conversation about speculation and how it can be dangerous? So I, I, know, I understand it sounds hypocritical, guys, but bear with us here. So if you're interested, um, you know, there was a, a, a hit television series on Disney Plus called WandaVision, a nine-part series. Seems limited, right, Holly? I think the series is now over. Yeah. Um, and to me, it was a fascinating television show. I really enjoyed it. As a fan of the Marvel products, I really enjoyed it for what it was. Um, Holly and Luke don't have that much experience with Marvel. Um, I made Holly watch it, and she ended up really enjoying it, right? Yeah. I will say, (laughs) okay. All right. I am that person who it took me a while to get into it. I don't know these characters. I also don't like sitcoms. Yes. For the record, this may also contain spoilers for WandaVision. Oh. Try to hold them back. Okay. Yeah. So maybe... Maybe not get maybe into that Maybe no too spoilers. Yeah. Is a sitcom thing a spoiler? I mean, no. That's, that's okay. That was all the previews. <laughs> they're, okay. they're in sitcoms. I, I am not... I'm not a sitcom person. I don't yeah. like sitcoms. I don't yeah. watch them. So yeah. the first few episodes of WandaVision, I was like, I don't... I'm yeah. not into this. I cannot get into it. I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. And then it started to get more serious and that's what you have to have in these tv shows they're not movies you're not going to get all of the action in the first 45 minutes you have nine eight or nine episodes and you have to have some build-up and that's what the first episodes were so you get a little bit of maybe a little bit of background you get an idea of where you are Mm -hmm. the characters where they are and then it started to get real and i was like i'm so invested in this i don't know anything about these characters i need to know more Every single episode we were watching, I was, like, mm-hmm. on my phone at the end of the episode, like, looking things up. What does this mean? Yeah. What does that mean? What's this? What's that? And it was fun. It hooked you. It was fun. Yeah. Now we're going to go back and watch the movies. 
Yeah. Yeah, you're totally you're in it now. And and Luke, I, we you know we mentioned you know Wandavision and and. And you're just like, yeah, I'm hearing some things. Did did you get a chance? And then we're gonna we're not gonna discuss Wandavision at length, guys. There's a discussion to be had about that some other point. But we're gonna talk about speculation here in a second. But did, Luke, did you get a chance to watch any of it yet? Yeah, the the timing of you uh, selecting this article as as a discussion topic was brilliant because it was literally the night before you sent the article to me. Uh, my wife had just said, "I've been hearing a lot about this Wandavision. Let's just <laughs> throw it on." Um, and she she hasn't seen any of the Marvel movies the same as, yeah. as I haven't, and uh, she's like, let's start on, check it out. And if you're watching on YouTube, you would have seen me just grinning really <laughs> wide when Holly was saying she didn't like the first two episodes because I had the exact opposite reaction. I've seen yeah. like four and a half episodes now. Nice. And, and like she was saying, the first two are just basically sitcom spoofs. And I enjoyed them immensely because they were really well done sitcoms yeah. boost from like the 50s and 60s sitcoms. Absolutely. And then as it the series progresses in the later episodes, it starts to connect to more of the Marvel Universe yeah. and talking about characters from other things and, and the backstory of the characters in the show. And I started I started getting lost and I really didn't know <laughs> what was what they were referring to or what, what really is going on. Like man, I, I like this a lot less than just the straight spoofs of yeah. the sitcoms. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. I'll, I'll probably watch the rest and see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, it was just uh, really funny to hear the exact opposite experience <laughs> from Holly. But I'm glad that the article is great, and I think it's very relatable to Star Wars, even for somebody who isn't well-versed in Marvel, but I can see see the connections just to any fandom. Exactly, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I was giggling when we were watching it. I, yeah. It's just uncontrollable giggling. Michael, what, he loved it. Love sitcoms. I mean, I was watching the I Love Lucy's and the, the Gilligan's Island. I was, in, I was into them. Um, but anyway, so, you know, this series just wrapped up. And it's a huge topic of conversation on the Internet. I mean, huge. You know, usually any Disney product is, is big on Twitter and, and, and you know, there's a lot of discussion about it. But this... This one's up there. It's up there with Star Wars. It's up there with The Last Jedi. And so you're, you're getting mixed reactions to this, you know, to this, the ending of this, this series. Um, some people, you know, enjoyed it for what it was, like myself and, and Holly, and, 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 you know, are just kind of moving on and saying, wow, what a, what a really interesting story about someone's experience and how they cope with, with trauma. And, and there's, a, there's a huge narrative there. We won't go into any spoilers about that, but a, but a real great narrative on grief and how people deal with it. Superheroes, even. Um, and then there's some people that really were upset with how, you know, this series ended. Uh, they, you know, are claiming that they were, you know, teased with certain appearances by certain characters and Doctor Strange was going to make an appearance and all this. And they felt really let down by the ending. Um, really just the series, I guess, uh, as a whole. So you have this, uh, God, I hate to say divide, but that's what it's seeming. At least that's what the discussions are seeming like on, on Twitter and, and articles and stuff like that. Um, so I came across a really great, a really great article. Um, and, and I understand that, that this, there was a lot of sarcasm in this article. So when you read this article, go into it knowing that this, this person's pretty, could be pretty harsh on on on, on the fandom and, and that's okay um but it's titled wandavision failed to deliver things that were never promised to me um and so the author of this article is pretty much saying that 
you know, people were putting expectations on this show that they really never should have had um, and just enjoy it for, for what it is, really. Um, that you were never promised all these cameos and appearances and tying it into the, the, the multiverse, uh, you know, of, of uh, this different realm that they're opposed, you know, supposedly going this uh, with Doctor Strange and all this other witchcraft and, and, and multiverse stuff. Like, it wasn't as tied in as people, you know, wanted it to be, supposedly, some of the really intense fans. I, I saw the tie-ins. I appreciated them, and it made me excited for the future, you know, uh, future products from the franchise. But basically, they're saying you were never promised any of that. Um, and, and and I get, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd go as far as say they're mocking them. Maybe they are, Holly. Maybe a little bit of mocking. I don't think that they're mocking them. I don't think that they're mocking these people. I think that they are mocking the attitude that these people have, where they allow yes. their expectations going into a TV show. Yeah to ruin their experience exactly and they do that to themselves yeah and that's that's and that's why we said at the beginning like when we're talking about these things you really just have to have an open mind and man wouldn't that be cool and if things don't go the way that you thought they might or that you wanted that's you know that's okay and it's good to be critical of things it's good to voice your opinion um but boy some of the reactions are just really harsh and, and that's really what the author here is addressing so i just wanted to point out a, a couple of paragraphs in this article that just really resonated with me guys because i'm going to tell you after I watched that show, I read this article, and I, I was just getting really introspective. Like, I, I read this article, and I was like, I do this sometimes. <laughs> They're talking about me sometimes. I was really having a moment of self-reflection, right, Holly? That I was just like, we need to be careful about, you know, what we do. And I can see now some people kind of just, you know, stepped over the edge with Star Wars and, and The Last Jedi and things like that. So I, it really resonated with me, and I was able to self-reflect and say, hey, i th- got to be careful here. And, I, and that's why I've shared it with the group. I thought it was, was really fascinating. So a couple paragraphs here. The author says, "My," and like I said, it's a lot of sarcasm here. Uh, my superhero shows are supposed to be about giving me more superheroes. It's supposed to be a teaser machine where instead of enjoying the current narrative... I need to be sold on the next narrative. By treating Wanda's story as one about grief, loss, and healing, Marvel denied me the chance to connect my comic book knowledge to the movies. Do you think we read comic books for fun, Holly? No. No fun. We don't. I say that all the time. It's important. Uh, We read them so we can amass a bunch of knowledge about storylines and then feel secure that we're ahead of the curve when the movies come along to repeat those storylines. Guilty of that. I don't watch Marvel stuff to feel feelings or to think about my emotions or consider my place in the world or my relationships with others. I watch them for two reasons. To acknowledge comic books, the more obscure the better, so as to reward my efforts. And two, to tease future Marvel projects at the expense of the one I'm currently watching. This one really resonated with me, guys, because I told this to the group. I was doing this while the show was on. (laughs) I would interrupt... My and Holly's watching experience to be like, oh, my God, this is when this person's going to show up and completely missed what was happening in front of me because my mind was somewhere else. I was completely missing these the, the performance in front of me. I remember a very specific moment where Elizabeth Olsen in the beginning of this episode was just distraught and I felt it. And I turned to Holly and said, holy shit, she is on right now. And then all these things happened, and my mind went elsewhere, and I was taken out of it. And so I did that exact thing. I was thinking about the next thing, and I wasn't actually enjoying the moment that was happening in front of me. So that really resonated with me. 
They go on to say, WandaVision denied us all these great kinds of moments that were not promised by the show in any way, but they were promised to us by the fandom, which is obviously more important than the thing they're supposedly a fan of. This is, I, I, this is something in Star Wars we see daily on social media, that we are more concerned with scoops and theories and people treating other people shitty than we are just by a collective group enjoying a shared story. It's, 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 it's fascinating and troubling all at the same time. If you're not listening to the fans, then what are you even doing? Crafting a story with a strong character arc to explore a universal emotion that resonates deeply with the viewer? Who wants that? And the final paragraph here. The whole point of an interconnected superhero universe is to abandon the main plot line as soon as it gets to selling us on the next thing in the interconnected superhero universe. Rather than selling us on Fantastic Four or Doctor Strange 2 or the arrival of mutants, things that we already have been sold on and will watch no matter what, which is absolutely factual, um, WandaVision was about feelings and characters, and that's just unacceptable. I do not watch superhero movies and shows to think and feel. I watch them so that my fandom is affirmed, and being a fan means always looking ahead to the next thing rather than spending time in the present. I was blown away by someone writing, you know, you know, you know, obviously being just, you know, like I said, they're not mocking them. There's definitely um, some humor involved there, but... It just resonated with me, Holly. I, I read this to you aloud for dramatic effect. Yes. Um, what did you think? I really enjoyed the article. Again, the article is called WandaVision Failed to Deliver Things That Were Never Promised to Me, and it was written by Matt, Matt Goldberg. Um, so you can look that up if you want to read the whole article. But I, I'll tell you this. I'm not very savvy when it comes to to marvel i think i've seen a spider-man movie a spider-man movie like this could have been the first one it could have been spider-man 3 it could have been you know Mm -hmm. spider-man far from home and this will come back to star wars i promise i think i've seen a spider-man movie i've seen infinity war (sighs) boy we're gonna maybe that's a big leap (laughs) yeah and i've seen endgame yeah and that's it You've seen the big one. You've seen some big ones. Yeah. yeah. But oh, and the Freezing. Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy. But well, that's yeah, not that's, really yeah. Okay. So Infinity War is when I met Wanda and Vision. Yes. And I loved them immediately and I wanted more of them. So when yeah. WandaVision came out, obviously I was super excited about it because I love Elizabeth Olsen and I just think there's a great story to be told there. And that's yeah. the same thing that we think about Star Wars. Yeah. We're always excited because of the story that we're given. Yeah. Minus when we over-speculate and then set those expectations. Mm -hmm. I love to talk to my friends about the things that I've watched. That's literally why we have a podcast talking about Star Wars. And I'm not an expert in Star Wars. Like Michael said, we're not the authority on Star Wars, nor are we the authority on Marvel or WandaVision or any of these characters. And yet we still like to talk about it. After seeing some of the things that people have been saying about... WandaVision, I almost feel stupid for liking it because of how intense people are when they're reacting to it. And, I mean, I'm seeing people, like, categorize people who are watching it, like, you're not a true fan 
Like it's the same thing yeah. that the Star Wars fans yeah. do. It, you're either a true and sweaty fan or you're just a casual fan. You're just a casual fan. You don't get to have an opinion. You don't mm-hmm. know what you're talking about, so sit down. Yeah. And I didn't think that the Marvel community was like that until WandaVision came out. And at first, all the conversations and the discourse that I saw about it was so respectful, and it was just a bunch of nerds nerding out. That is something that people say, oh, they're different. Marvel is nothing like Star Wars. That, it, that A week ago, people were saying that. And now look at what happened. Yeah. And everybody... I just like even some stuff that I've seen in our group. It's just it's been very divisive and it's made me not want to talk about what I liked about it because I just feel like I'm going to be attacked by it. And I know that uh, that's just not the kind of community that I want to be a part of. And that's a really big bummer to me because like, dude, I'm sorry that you're big superheroes who have already been in 17 movies didn't show up in one freaking TV show with eight episodes. Like it must really suck to be so miserable that like that ruined this amazing show for you. But Wanda deserved to have her moment. Just like we've been talking about in the sequel trilogies, Mm -hmm. Ray deserved to have her moment. These people have already had their movies, their TV shows. Let these new characters tell their story. That's the point. And I found them very relatable. It's the same thing that I say about Ray. Mm -hmm. I love these characters. They're relatable. I find, normally, I do find female characters a lot more relatable, especially female characters who kind of struggle to find their way after loss, after, you know, heartbreak, after kind of feeling lost and not knowing what to do next. I just, like, I really love that, and I just feel like I don't even have the opportunity to express that because Mm -hmm. people are going to tell me, like, you don't even know anything about Marvel. You don't get to have this opinion. It, it it often becomes a competition of knowledge, and 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 that's that's what's sad. You have some people that really want to be an authority on the subject, and and that's uh, we don't make a, a channel dedicated to spitting out Star Wars facts or or releasing scoops or anything. This is a community of discussion and and having fun. It's why it's why our Patreon program is so dedicated to getting people involved and, and having discourse with us because that's what we enjoy. I don't enjoy making 5-minute videos on on Star Wars canon. I, it just doesn't that doesn't that does nothing for me. Uh there's other people that do that uh and they're hugely successful. That's fantastic. That's not what I enjoy about Star Wars. I don't enjoy reciting facts to you about this machine or or this lights. I, I that's not that's not what I I enjoy having discourse about what you all enjoyed and really it changes my it's just like when Luke and I talked about about this assault never would have crossed my mind and boy it just opened up Pandora's box of wow how fun is it to go back to Dark Disciple now and look at this end scene completely it just blows my mind that's what I, I enjoy the discourse with friends about a shared universe that we collectively love and can have you know really positive interactions about. I could care two shits about what Doctor Strange's powers are. It's cool. It's not about him. But it's like this is this was a, a really great narrative that I feel like could get lost and, and and to to blow it off of like, oh, cause she dealt with grief, whatever. Like, where's where are we going now? I feel like. This is one of the most powerful stories of a superhero and, and them coming back from... Tra- we Superheroes come from tragic backgrounds. They just do. This was one of the like most effective and relatable. And we're talking about an all-powerful witch and a machine. And somehow, <laughs> they made us give a damn that she lost it all. And that she lost it all again in a somewhat make-believe universe. Luke, I know a lot of this Marvel talk isn't making sense, but 
I sent the article to you, and like you said, it, it resonated a lot because it's a lot of what's going on with Star Wars. What was your reaction to, to that discussion? Yeah, I, I have two main points to start with from my end. First, to the uh, to those of you screaming at your your podcast machine that that we are hypocrites <laughs> when <laughs> we transition from our our first half of the show yeah. um, to this portion of the show. Uh, and I would say, you know, Holly, you mentioned this and you said it wonderfully as well, that there, there's a difference between having fun, uh, speculating on these theories and talking with your friends and just letting your imagination run wild for a bit versus carrying all that with you into your experience of the show or the movie and, and letting it completely take over yeah. your experience. Like you said, Michael, you were kind of, um, letting that happen to you watching one yeah. in a way. Um, or, you know, if, if we speculate in the way that we did in the first half of the show and then a year or two from now, we're on the, these shows screaming that she didn't turn out to be a Saj Ventress <laughs> and, and ranting and raving about it, then yeah. yes, we're hypocrites. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's two different things. Um, and, and you as the viewer sort of have a lot of control of, of how you go into these things and how you let it affect you. Um, but this, this whole, this whole thing, um, I'm no great like psychologist or, you know, I, I don't know a ton about that, but I know a little bit about the ideas of cognitive therapy and, and things like that. And this essay, this, this article is really just an essay about mindfulness when it comes down to it. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't ever say that term, I don't think, but that's what, that's what it is. If you're familiar with that term, um, I'll break it down to you in the best way I know how, which is through PBS, uh, PBS kids show, yeah, Daniel Tiger. Come on. If you are familiar with it, I have young kids, so it's been a part of my life for a few years. <laughs> it is, um, from the, the cinematic universe of, uh, Mr. Rogers, mm. Mr. Rogers neighborhood is where it comes out of. Mm. Um, and, and throughout the show, Almost every episode, there are these mantras that are that the characters sing over and over again to like teach kids lessons about how to deal with how they're feeling and what's a positive way to like deal with negative emotions and things like that. Yeah. And one of the mantras that we use with our kids, mostly my my son who's a little older, he's a little older, he's almost four <laughs> compared to my daughter who's less than two. Um, <laughs> one of the ones we use all the time is enjoy the wow. Mm. that's happening now it, it's about like being in the moment not worrying so much about what's coming later what's yeah. happening later but keeping your mind where you are as Qui-Gon says in episode one amen your focus determines your reality yeah keep your mind Obi-Wan on where you are don't get too far uh, out of the present mm-hmm. um and that's that's really what this essay was all about. Was you know, if a creator makes a, a great story and it's it's well executed and it's intriguing, but it doesn't have all the characters you would have hoped to have seen, don't don't let that ruin it. Enjoy yeah. the thing that they created that is well done and is is an interesting story, and let that wash over you without without getting too. Uh, caught up with your 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 baggage you bring into it absolutely i I don't think you could have said it any better holly yeah and i think a lot of these people who you know 
bitched about the Last Jedi, bitched about the Rise yeah. of Skywalker, bitched about Rey, yeah, being a girl who suddenly knew how to use the Force. Like yeah. it's the same thing that they're that Matt's talking about in this article. It's like you don't have to watch it, yeah. but we know you did. We know you sat there and you watched the whole thing, and then now all you just want to do is complain about it and ruin the experience for everybody else and make other people who enjoyed it feel like they had no right to enjoy it. And just like our number one rule on flying casual is don't be a dick. And I just wish that we could extend that to the rest of the fans and the fandom and every fandom ever. Like stop gatekeeping the show. Stop saying that because something in the show or a movie didn't happen the way that you wanted it to, maybe it wasn't made for you. Maybe you're not the audience who was intended to get something out of this. And that's okay. You can like it for what it is. You can like it for the beautiful shots. You can like it for the fantastic acting. You can like it for the storyline or for the relationships the characters have or for maybe that character reminds you of your grandma or your brother. You know, like enjoy it for that. Like at least or just don't watch it at all. Yeah, because, I mean, you, you could inadvertently be having an adverse, you know, like someone could be affecting your experience. Like you said, Holly, you're like, I don't even feel like I want to talk about this this experience because there's going to be, you know, there's going to be people in public that are going to, and they, they are attacking people because of things that they enjoy. And it's just, that takes all the fun out of all, we, we escape, we Going to fiction is an escape. So, I mean, why? I, I get people don't bring politics. This is an escape. But it's just like, man, we're here to enjoy this product. And and, and why is you know, why is it so important to to really try to change someone else's mind? And 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 it's just I don't know a lack of a lack of understanding, a lack of of uh, like Luke said. It's just that's not a community. That's not a community that we want to build. And, and Mr. Rogers would be extremely displeased because who wants yes. to be neighbors with a dick? Nobody. Won't you be my neighbor? Let me tell you how all of your theories are wrong and how you're not a true fan. <laughs> let me let me be your neighbor so I can berate you. Yeah, I just it's it's exhausting. Yeah. And it, it's guys, I'll tell you this. This isn't something I don't share with many people. Come on. There are days more often now than not, um, than I have in the past, I should say, more more often, you know, than than ever in the past, where I just am ready to stop talking about Star Wars because uh, the the state of this fandom, this community, our community is fantastic. But boy, when you when you go out into the world and you try to, you know, when you have a, a podcast or something like that, you try to share your your product with people to engage and to bring new listeners in and it's very difficult to do that into star wars and i'm not talking about i want a bunch of followers or i need this many subscribe i don't give a shit about any of that i try to engage with more people and it becomes disheartening when it's so toxic it's just it 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 makes wanting to reach out and and to collaborate it just makes it very difficult and that's why we do what we do here because it is enjoyable. And you may see it as a little closed off and a small, and that's fine. A little small community. I'm okay with that. I love our I enjoy small that community. more than, than anything else. It's just, it's a safe place that, that I go to. Um, and that's not because all my friends have shared, 
you know, experiences and we all think the same. That's not what this is. Luke and I liked two very different episodes of season two of The Mandalorian. And we're good (laughs) friends. And we get along. And it's fine. But it's just, it makes, you know. For now. For now. But (laughs) if Asajj isn't in, Obi-Wan, I swear to God. It's just, it it takes a lot of the fun out of it. And, And that's someone who's been really invested in the Star Wars community and in the franchise for a very long time. And if, if, if it's affecting me, I can't imagine being someone new to this, to this, this community. We call it a community and people just treat each other like shit. That's not a community. It's not, um, it's, that's not inviting. And boy, we're not going to have many fans left if this is how we continue. So be welcoming. What, why are we gatekeeping? Why Why does everyone have to be an authority on, on these products? I, I don't know. Uh, Holly? I also feel I'm like... I'm speechless. I'm <laughs> speechless. If you know Michael, that's a hard thing to... You're right. <laughs> I need to get words out. <laughs> um, I just feel like also as content creators... Well, I'll just speak for myself. I feel like I have a personal responsibility to make this community welcoming yeah. and to you know, share my experience with everybody. And then I think on the flip side, you know, everybody deserves a chance to talk about their experience. And I think yeah. for our podcast, that's why when we get new uh, new listeners and when we get guests on the podcast, the first thing we do is ask you, like, what's your Star Wars yeah. story? Like, why, like, what pulled you into this? What do you love so much? Because I think everyone, especially with everything that's going on, uh, social media is the worst. Yeah. And I just think everyone deserves the right to rekindle their relationship yeah. with Star Wars or Marvel or, you know, whatever show or movie it is that or property, as you said, yeah. that, you know, grounds you or brings you back and reminds you, like, this is what it's all about. Yeah. And I feel like we've kind of lost some of that with all of the conversation that's going on that goes very quickly from critiquing to complaining. Yeah. And I just, like... I think we have a responsibility to our listeners and our community to kind of bring us back to, you know, where where we started. Yeah. I don't think I said that very well, but I think you get what I'm, yeah, where I'm no, going. No, there's th- – yeah. yeah, go I, ahead. I don't want to seem to like high and mighty on this from what I said earlier and act like I'm unaffected by it. Uh, I think when it comes to – you know, Michael and, and Holly, you both mentioned like sarcastically only reading the comics to uh, um, <laughs> just be able to sort of recite the facts. When I guess if you listen to one of our comic discussion episodes, you know we're we're well beyond that. That's right. Um, in our discussion, but I have certainly been guilty at times on this very podcast of when when just talking about some of the the books, um, you know, saying maybe there weren't enough cameos or connections to the larger saga in a particular book and using that as, as a negative uh, against the book without really weighing that against what, what the story that's that's told in the book and how interesting the, the characters are within the story. Um, so I'm, I'm certainly you know, not, not <laughs> practicing what I preach every time in that, and I've tried to... Um, try to keep that in mind when I, when I evaluate the books more and more, because there are some that have very few of the characters we're familiar with, especially now that we're in this higher public era and all these books mm-hmm. are coming out um, that are very so far removed and disconnected from the eras and the characters that we know best. Um, 
but there's a lot of great authors working on them and they're, and they're putting out, um, stories that, that I've enjoyed. I've read, um, you know, th- three or so of the, the books so far I haven't gotten into the comic series yet, but, um, they've been well-written stories that, that fit within the Star Wars universe from the, the way that the stories unfold and the, in the way that the, the characters, the challenges that they face throughout the stories and things. Um, so it's, it's really best in it when embarking in a new era in the, in the universe to, um, to not expect it <laughs> or not evaluate it based off its connections to those things that came before or the, the characters and things like that. And we all do it. We, we're all, and that's the thing We're you know, everyone does it and it's, it's just a matter of being cognizant about it. Right. And, 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 and just think about your reaction, thinking about how you're going to react to, to your, what you experience. It's, it's all the difference, you know? You know, if you go out there and you say this is the dumbest thing ever and anyone who likes it is stupid, it's like that's not really the way of going about it. Get out of Let here. Let people know why you didn't like it and maybe why, <laughs> they, you know, it may, it may make some sense to some creator out there who's going to change their mind. You may have, you know, similar experience to someone else, and that's really the way of going about it. But we all do it. Um, we, we, it's just it's how you react and, and how you respond, I think, that it makes all the difference because there's going to be what, what Luke's talking about. It, we all do that, and we do it because it, it makes things familiar to what we love about Star Wars. So if we, if I read the Thrawn book and I'm like, oh, you know, it's really starting to not feel like Star Wars anymore because I don't get my laser swords, I don't get my Jedi. Star Wars, I really, the, the Jedi and their philosophy really resonates with me. So when we start to get away from that, it's Star Wars, but it's not feeling like my Star Wars. That doesn't mean that, you know, I think more people than not love the non-force realm of Star Wars and the battles and the ships than I do. I think that's a, like a bigger population of the fandom enjoys that stuff more than, you know, the force and the mysticism and all that. So it it really is, we, we look for the things that we enjoy and that really connect with us. But like I was telling Holly this today, I, I, I recognize something that I did during season two of The Mandalorian, like, Mandalorian and and their lore and their history and their arm isn't something that our group loves that stuff and that is fantastic and I'll spit with them all day about theories and and cool stuff about Mandalore it's just not really why I come to Star Wars I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to speculate on it but it really isn't why I come to Star Wars so when the Mandalorian has a Jedi (laughs) inserted that I love and who's awesome it's the first time we're seeing her in live action I'm like did not need that <laughs> what the hell does this have to do with the mandalorian i don't understand that to me I, I was able to kind of separate myself and say does this serve the story and in my opinion it really didn't and others it did like luke said but you really have to just kind of have some perspective and and really you know just i don't know take a breath i need to do that more often take a breath holly i know i've said this a million times because Michael loves to speculate. Anytime something new comes out, Michael's like, let's Let's, talk about it. What do you want to see? Which is really fun. And I feel like the three of us always have such a great time. Like, wouldn't it be cool if this happened? Wouldn't it be cool if this person showed up? And it's fun. And I have a disclaimer on every single episode that we do heavy speculation in, especially when we were speculating all of the Mandalorian stuff that was coming out. And I don't go into those with any expectations. And guess what? It sounds really cheesy, but I'm usually not super disappointed. 
Yeah. I can enjoy it for the story that it has. Exactly. And, oh, whatever. Like, that character who I said on that podcast episode seven months ago yeah. should have been in this episode wasn't. And yeah. it's not a big deal. Yeah. Because I still appreciate the storyline that I'm given. That's right. And I can pay attention and understand what's happening and the emotions that the characters have. And, yeah. you know, yeah, pick up on some of the Easter eggs that are in there. And those are really fun for the fans, but that's not the Absolutely, point. Absolutely, yeah. That's not the point of the story. And you don't want to have these writers and creators for, you know, Disney, Lucasfilm, whatever, lose sight of the story because they're trying to cater to the fans so much. Mm. They're trying to give them everything that they're asking for that it just kind of feels like a mess. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think you saw a, I don't, a little bit of that in season two of the Mandalorian. I don't know. I enjoyed it, but there was a little bit of that. Maybe that's my opinion, but it is, I don't know. You're going to see a lot of people, you know, blaming the creators, blaming Marvel. Well, you tease so much. Like, this is what we expect. And, like, I, I get that to a certain extent that you feel a little let down. But, like, you know what? There's 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 decades and decades more, you know, stories to be told. And, and I, I, I we are often looking to the next best thing. And sometimes it takes you out of the moment, a really awesome, magical moment. And that's what that's what happened to me. Um, in, in WandaVision, and I thought the ending was epic. And I actually need to go back and watch it, so I am kind of grounded in the moment and can really experience it more. But you may lose out on something, guys. You may, if you're looking far to the future, like Luke said, and Qui-Gon, I mean, you lose sight, you, you lose, you lose sight of the present. You know, if you're looking to the future and trying to, you know, the future is always in motion. And I think that's what speculation is. That's what we, we, you're hearing rumors here, man, but this, how how could they bring Asajj back? She's dead. I don't know. It's crazy. Maybe she's playing this. It's always in motion. So think to look to the present. Um, boy, we could learn a lot from Qui-Gon. We could. I mean, I used to think he was not a great character back when I was a, long, a younger lad. But, boy, man, the more you dig into it. Qui-Gon was onto some things. So be a little more like Qui-Gon. That might be the new slogan. W W Q G D. <laughs> what would Qui-Gon do? Should we make the little bracelets that they had back in the day? Like the, the live strong ones? Yeah. This, Bring those this back. Sounds brilliant. I love it. And you know what's crazy about that is I had planned to bring up the mindfulness discussion when I knew we were talking about this. And in the moment, it dawned on me that like it's Qui-Gon's philosophy. It absolutely he is. Teaches Obi-Wan in episode one. Yeah, Qui-Gon's the man. And yes. um, we yeah. I would I would get as many letters on there as possible. So I would go all the way to WWQGJD <laughs> to get the gin in there. Oh too. yeah. 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 Absolutely. Then it's starting to sound like a website. Don't well, you mean WW? Could you, I want my letters on my bracelet just to wrap all the way. That's what I was gonna, there might not be enough real estate on that wrist, man. We'll see what they can do. Uh, uh, actually had some Rebel Watch ones of those back in the day to hand out a celebration. Sure. So I got some contacts. Yeah. Holly. I do also want to say okay. something that I've been seeing a lot. And then when you research into it, yeah. can't really find anything. Okay. A lot of people across all the fandoms are always like, I get teased with this. I get teased with that. You, yeah. They said this. They said that. Who? Who said that? Yeah. Because you get all these other content creators who are like, man, I got the scoop for you. First yeah. of all, what does that mean? Yeah. Secondly, 
are you just making it up to get views and have people listen to your podcasts or to whatever? Like, where is this coming from? Because Mm -hmm. then it starts to snowball and it turns into a he said, she said, and then, or it's like a game of telephone. You know, one content creator is just like, man, it would be really cool if we got this character. And Mm -hmm. then the next guy who listens to it is like, man, they said that this character is going to be in the show. And then it just keeps going. And then all of a sudden it turns into, well, the actor was in an interview and said that they promised that this is going to happen. And then when it doesn't happen, everyone's all mad, but you did it to yourself. Yeah. Big problem on the internet. And that's what Michael (laughs) talks about speculating responsibly and, you know, setting legitimate expectations for what you're going to get. Make sure that you know where the information you're getting is coming from because you could speculate all day, but if you're setting the expectation and saying, well, Lucasfilm said this was going to happen Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't, (laughs) make sure that they actually said that was going to happen or that they actually insinuated that character was for sure going to show up. Because if not, they didn't really give you bad information. You just took it that way. Yeah. There's... There, Holly, there's a lot of folks out there want to be uh, the authority on a lot of things. Want to be the go-to for this or that, or they need to be, you know, the affirmation is huge for these people that that people, you know, uh, live and die by the words that they say. And it, I know. There's it, literally it, nothing worse than, like, watching a TV show like this when you don't have a lot of information about it, but somebody that you're watching it with does. Oh, and every five was seconds... Was that your experience? No, well, it was my experience... One time when I went to the movies, and I will never oh. do that again. And it was just every five seconds. Well, that's not what happened in the comics. That wasn't me. Well, if no. Okay. Well, if you if you had read the book. Uh, okay. Well, I'm watching classic. the show. Yeah. Classic. So if just you, let if me you do had it. Read the book, that's not what they that, did in the book. Something that's done on me yeah, during this discussion too is uh, it should you should have a different perspective, especially in the era that we're in now, where there's so much content being created and more promise to come of this like almost never ending stream of shows and books and comics and movies. Um, I absolutely adore the prequels. I'm very much of the prequel generation, but I sort of understand the people who expected them to be something that they weren't, Mm -hmm. uh, that they didn't turn out to be. And then being really upset about that because they like me in many ways thought, this is the end. George yeah. came back to do three more, and that's it. I mean, Clone Wars followed pretty quickly after that, so that yeah. could have allayed some of the fears that that was it to be told as, as far as Star Wars goes, but that didn't get the greatest reception to, to begin with as well. But especially in this era where there, there's just so much announced in terms of the movies and, and everything that... <laughs> A couple months ago, we got blasted with that fire hose of information that we jumped on a podcast immediately to, to talk about all mm-hmm. the things that are that are coming. So I, th- I think I think that should allow us all to just take a deep breath and relax a little bit. If there's one show or one movie we don't care for as much, yeah. because you're going to get so much more. And if that show or movie doesn't do that well, generally, then it's not going to get sequels or second seasons mm-hmm. and, and so on. They'll say, okay. That one, that one didn't work out. Yeah. Um, but when you have this thing that everyone seems to love, hardcore fans and casual fans alike in The Mandalorian, it's like, okay, we're going to do this three, four, five, however many seasons. Yeah. You get more of that. Um, so I think, like, we all need to keep that in mind. Like, Resistance, honestly, wasn't a great show. It was visually beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it had a lot of Star Wars looking things in it. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't a great story in the end, I think. Yeah. Uh, I didn't freak out because there's yeah. so much else to digest and consume Star Wars wise that I didn't have to like burn it all down because resistance wasn't great. So I, I think that's something we like, I was just on Disney plus cause my wife and I were watching some on division. I was doing some dishes before we started podcasting tonight. And I saw on the banner when you log in, there's another Marvel show coming out yeah. this month. Right. Yeah. yeah. Another like, so if yeah. you got pissed at one division, there's this soldier and Falcon or whatever. Yeah. Whatever that is. I don't know. <laughs> But it's coming. <laughs> Looks like me. Luke's what? speculation what on Falcon this? and the Winter Soldier would be priceless. So you see, guys, there's like this bird. And, it is a bird. Uh, there's just like this frozen soldier, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I just started cold. doing a Jack Nicholas for some reason. Did you see that coming out? No, I didn't. I don't know. It just kind of. You did a who? A, who? a Jack Nicholas. Who's that? Oh, Ollie. Okay. Okay. Well, we've got a whole lot to address. I now. feel like this yeah. podcast is going to get me canceled. First, I'm like, cancel these Holly fans, Marvel. I don't know who, who these does she are. even stand. Jack I don't know. I just, it's fine. I don't yeah. know, guys. If you didn't like a show or a movie, critique it all you want. Yeah. Have legitimate reasons for why you're critiquing it. Just simply critiquing it and saying it's stupid because I didn't like it because this character didn't show up. That's not. I mean. That's too bad. You can vo- like, you can voice it. I just I just don't want. I don't. I really like like your experience with that is is a perfect experience that thousands of people probably had, and and it's it it's too bad. It, that's not a welcoming community. If yeah. you, if that's how we're going to treat people that come to the community, there will be no community to have discourse with. Yeah. You will literally be yes. talking about Star Wars to the uh the airwaves and no one will be listening. No listening. That's that's what scares me. It scares me that we'll lose generations and generations of potential fans because it's exhausting. I myself think on a weekly basis, god, do I do I have what it takes to look into this because it's going to be toxic shit like it's just it just is but i we we, we yeah. that's why we tend to focus on the actual stories and find find the good in those and have discourse about what we enjoyed or what we didn't uh, we, we stick to the stories and i think that's that's we do that well but i i'm afraid you know for for the future of, of star wars fans and, and even star wars creators i can't imagine being some you know great storyteller and star wars being like hey hey, you want to write a star wars um i don't know because look at all this crap that's happened to to prior creators and 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 boy you really put them through the ringer i that scares me a little bit that really scares me a little bit um so it's i don't know this we could i feel like we could beat this dead horse all night um but it really does guys revolve around just just you know, having some perspective, be like Qui-Gon, you know, go into things with an open mindset, but, but really be like Qui-Gon, um, or Asajj Ventress. I mean, she seems like she's pretty open. Well, I don't know if you want to be exactly like Asajj Ventress. I I think she's a pretty well-rounded person. (laughs) She just needs to find her place in the universe right now. Apparently it's at the bottom of a crick. It's not. Or creek. (laughs) Sorry. If you're from, you know, Northeastern Ohio, you might say crick, but. Creek. It's a pond. It's a pond. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Or is she? Or is she on Tatooine? Or is she on Tatooine? 
magic and all. I don't know, guys. There's a Tuscan. She could be a Tuscan. <laughs> she could be a Tuscan Raider. Who knows what's going to happen? We're likely wrong, and then, and we'll just wrap this up. But that's saying okay. The speculation is slightly wrong. She's this new actress is likely just a new character. We're likely wrong. Um, but just just remember, guys, that people are listening. New fans are paying attention to, to things that you have to say. So uh, speculate responsibly and, and, and be mindful. Mindfulness, like Luke said, is a, is a huge thing. If you're going to be voicing your opinion, uh, just be mindful of others and, and, and do so respectfully and, and be more like Qui-Gon. Expect those exclusive bracelets from Flying Casual at some point. Are they a bracelet? I don't even know what to call Elastic band on your arm? Gigantic rubber band? I, what do you call them? Oh, I want a sash. A sash? <laughs> like a that wraps around you like you're a queen? Yes. Like a prom queen? Yeah. yeah. Like Chewy's bandolier. Okay. <laughs> with words. Oh, we could do Word that. Letters. It might be made of like toilet paper. Cause, we uh, don't have any toilet paper. But a Write band- that on the list. <laughs> Things are getting personal <laughs> now. Flashback to March 20th. Oh, my God. Oh, seriously. Running a little low. We actually did yeah. it on purpose because yeah. we wanted to relive March 2020. That's right. That's right. So. Oh, yeah. Coming into yeah, exactly full circle. For, full circle, full circle. But yeah, I would take a sash or a bandolier. Yeah. So chop chop. Okay, well we'll get on it, guys. I, I, guys, I do appreciate you listening uh, and bearing with this discussion. I hope you've you know found some good in it if, if you stuck around the whole hour plus. Um, I, I want to hear your thoughts. That's why I posted the article. Um, I, I get it could be a little brash. Um, but I posted there to get some thoughts and I, you know, it isn't star Wars related, but boy, really some nods to the star Wars fandom in there. So I want to, I want to hear what you guys have to think. And, and that's, that's what we're all about here. Just respectful discourse and being mindful uh, of other fans of star Wars. Um, so just continue doing that. I, I love the community we have here. We're not going anywhere. Mike just sometimes goes to a dark place, um, and, and has to get on Twitter and be like, Jesus, and just shake my head and swipe away. Uh, because boy, I can't do social, can't do social media. Um, so we're going to keep speculating. We're going to keep talking about star Wars with our friends and with you guys. Um, love to hear the theories, love to hear from you guys. Love when it's respectful. Um, love each and every one of you who, uh, take a little time out of your week to listen to flying casual and, and a couple of, a couple of nobodies just, you know, just knocking ideas off of each other. Um, and I freaking love it. So we're going to be here uh, next week again. Who knows what we're speculating? I don't know. Ezra Bridger is Aladdin. Never seen Aladdin. So couldn't tell you if that Ezra actor. Ezra Bridger as Aladdin? Aladdin as a, uh, yeah, got him mixed up. You know what I meant. Hey, that's a big crossover. Can you imagine? That's like not only the world imagine? between worlds, but that's like uh, the universe. Yeah. The world between yeah. universes. I think Ezra Bridger also has a pretty decent singing voice. Oh, new world. Was that the song? Is that the song? <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen the animated version. <laughs> Guys, so, uh, we might become a, a musical podcast here. Karaoke. Productions. We'll see. That'd be fun, actually. That could be a live stream someday. We'll see. <laughs> Guys, I do appreciate you listening. Check us out on social media, you know, when we post on there. Um, but, uh, you know, check us out in, in the Facebook group. That's a great place to be um, as well. Got some good mods in there throwing out great questions, discussion pieces. Um, and you can find us on Patreon, you know, check out our stuff there. We love to interact with our patrons and meet with those guys monthly and have book clubs and fun stuff. Um, so check it, you know, check us out there. See if uh, a Patreon tier is right for you. 
you. Um, but just enjoy this podcast if you can. And if you like a video format of a podcast, check us out on YouTube. Like and subscribe there if you can. Smash that like button, as Holly oh, likes to say. I do not. Uh, but I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, speculate responsibly. Be mindful. Be like Qui-Gon. And may the Force be with you all. <laughs>